Warning, this podcast contains adult language and mature subject matter. The views and opinions expressed in this comedy podcast do not reflect those of our sponsors. You have been warned. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may fall. Welcome to Life After the Cover Save. In the year 220 coming right at you here with Big Nasty B. Hey. And Robo Ed. I am here. And I'm twisting up the mic here, Muppet Hit Man. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted on my nipples. <laughs> nice work, dude. Excellent. You know, Excellent. We, we're going to fly you in every. <laughs> every program. Yeah, every program. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate you allowing me to. To, to come to this audition. Well, you know what? Here's the deal, Muppet. Uh, you're here for other reasons. We yeah. had to get a pre-ramble done. We yeah. decided, Secret you know, let's reasons. Just have them, let's just have them pop in here. Well, you know, actually, let the cat out of the bag for a couple of lucky hangouters. Google hangouters. Google the hangouters. Day. There was like three people. And we told them. One of them was Mexican, so I know they'll keep a secret. <laughs> One of them was Carl. Who does he know? Who's he going to tell? Oh, was one yeah. of them Jehovah? <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> the Jehovah's Witness guy that popped in? No, one of them was not Jehovah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this hangout business. This hang- <laughs> I missed it. I, but Unfortunately. This, hang- this, this hangout business that Ed's talking about is we've been doing some hobby hangouts on Google. Quite a bit. I, I don't know if we got one done this week. You did one this weekend. Yeah. As as of the time we're recording this. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And and if I can, I'll do another one. As a patron, I very much enjoy them. Yes. And they've been for patrons to pop in, and and, and we got some regulars. Yeah. So so I decided to do one non-patron, just Mm -hmm. so it on the the Facebook. Yes. And it it, uh, allegedly set out a tweet, right? Yes, and there was a guy. We have the Facebook thing linked to Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter. And there's a guy who was just surfing Twitter and just searching for Google Hangouts. Mm-hmm. And he found ours, and he was jumped in and started talking about Jesus Christ. But in, in a negative way. Like, he wasn't trying to bring us to the light no. of the word. No. He was trying to get us away from the light of the word. Yeah. yeah. But he, he, okay, one thing he did was he went about it all wrong. Because he was just, Listen up. he was like. He did not establish a personal relationship first. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, that was the first thing. But he was like, man, you know, Jesus is this and that. Like, he's saying bad things about him, right? And and then he's, and then I was like, no, oh, I didn't know that. He's like, well, you got to read. And I go, read what? He's like, the Bible. And I'm like. Well, the Bible's only going to say good things about Jesus. Why am I going to read the Bible to get your point across? You know what I mean? And then he, but, but the thing and is, he's like, yeah, well, it's lies. So you want me to read a book of lies? I don't understand. I'm confused. <laughs> There's only one book of lies, and that's Dianetics. Yeah, your butt cheeks hey, are warm, dude. No, you know what? <laughs> don't say that. I'm, like I'm not. I'm not going to be part of this conversation. <laughs> I still want to have a job in this town, Blake. <laughs> Even if it's marrying Tom Cruise. 
Uh, I would marry Tom Cruise <laughs> in an instant. <laughs> Sorry, hun, <laughs> we're getting a divorce. Uh, would so, it be? Like, it'd be. It'd be called. It'd be like Tom this. Hmm. Like you know, Tomcat. No, Thomas. 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 Because you got to do Tom before you do Travis. Yeah. Yeah. Tom this. Travis. Tom this. Tom this. And I could. Uh, and I'll dress as a fawn. What about Tovis? Tovis. Yeah. No, because Tovis. I think Tom needs his full name in it. Oh, okay. I think it's part yeah. of the contract. <laughs> Tovis. I like Tovis. I'm changing my character's name. To oh, Tovis. <laughs> I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he was disillusioned. So, luckily, luckily our buddy Brent was in there, and he had found a different link that I had posted. Because I, I was having trouble for some reason. I don't know if Google Hangouts was giving us a problem. But Brent had, yeah. I'm sorry, I have to bring up one. Like, I came in halfway through the conversation, oh, yeah. and he was comparing Jesus to Anakin Skywalker and how he killed all the young yeah. guys. He's like, that Jesus was, is Darth Vader. That's where I came in, and I was like, I'm trying to go with this improv here, guys, but <laughs> I'm really lost. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, he thought it was possibly a life or just pulling one over on us. That would be good. Yeah, but I don't think it was. No, I, I tried to get asked some like hobby questions, some yeah. 40K questions, and he was all like, I play Monopoly. And yeah. I'm like, oh. I play that one game where you have to sink the other person's battleship. Yeah, battleship. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That could be a, that could be a, that could be a troll. Uh, no, no, he was a troll, but yeah. he was a random troll. Yeah. Mm. So, so luckily, Brent had, was like, hey, I'm in a hangout with other people, or no, I'm in a hangout and, and he would, I could hear him, even though I was in the other one, the guy was getting confused. He's like, you can't be in two hangouts at once. So you, it's can't, you can't do that. And then I was like, all right, Brent, I'm coming over to you. And, and then the guy was like, been like, nothing's impossible. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He was, I, was, I was like, all right, Brent, I'm going over to you. Maybe we'll just make that one work. And then, um, and then the guy's like, send me an invite. And I just, <laughs> will do. I, I just messaged Travis. Show. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, but, but yeah, hobby hangouts. Yeah, so that's been happening. Um, that the the live one didn't work out the way we were. I mean, the live one, the open one, didn't work out exactly how you were thinking. Well, but no, we should, but it did. Actually, it did because in the oh. end, Carl Tuttle came over. Ooh, the Carl Tuttle. The Carl Tuttle from um, the independent characters. Yes, Alberto Aguirre was in there. Ooh, oh, from Alberto's AAA? Mexican Tacos. Triple A. Yeah, Triple yeah. A. And uh, yeah, we were talking Ooh, yeah, about. He yeah. was talking about. Okay, check this out. He was saying he can't listen to the independent characters to Carl, right? Oh. And I was like, Oh my Whoa. god, how's he? Get, how's he going to talk to Carl like that? Jeez. But he was saying his player that he has, any show that's over an hour and a half, if he pauses it for a second or gets a phone call, like it restarts the show. Uh, so, but like our shows are shorter. We better keep it under an hour and a half. Yeah, for AAA. I, know, I know. So we we're like, you need to get a new player, buddy. But. So that's why. Oh, is it one that he made himself? <laughs> no. I think so. <laughs> I'm getting really. I'm, I'm getting into this coding, so I made my own player. And it, it works pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what's happening with the hangouts. Yeah. And there's been mostly patron only. Yes, for sure. You know, so if you get on board at any level on the Patreon, nope, one, you get access uh, one dollar minimum, right? Is oh, yeah. That, yeah. Also, guys, uh, big big thing. Before we get to the we get to the honor call yeah. from February 2018 robot roll call dude yeah it's a roll call um, yeah we got the the first the first sponsor supported Patreon giveaway yeah yeah and it's it's a uh, uh, the, the table war uh, the minute table war 
have offered up a fat mat. Of your choosing, as long as it's in stock. As long as it's in stock. Fat mat of your choosing, as long as it's in stock. But the deal is, we're going to be drawing it in April. Yes. But if you pledge in April, you're not in, you're, you're not in the you'll drawing. Be, you'll be in the next one. You'll be, yeah. So if you want to get on on this, get in, get in on this. You got to do it this month. You got to do it in March. Yeah. March. Oh, um, you got to do it in March yeah. if you want to get the yeah. lucky draw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so March is the key time frame yeah. to get on this first giveaway. But You're always trying to get me fat mats. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be plenty, though. And final, um, the honor call. Yeah. What's the, what we need a name for that. Like an honor roll, a roll call, um, a, a, a list of legends. Like what's a what's a what's a what's something spitballing yeah. here, guys? What's all a, right? So the lifers list. Because well, not all of them are lifers. Some of them are, some of them are one hit wonders. <sighs> oh, okay. And we don't we don't want to dis- discourage one hit wondering, right? Because that song was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that song was good, even though you didn't write it. It was still sung by you. You know, what's that? for now, I guess we'll just call, call it the honor roll. Okay. All right, the honor guard. Fit the honor guard. Oh, the honor guard. I like it. <laughs> honor guard dice first. So, who do we got for February 2018? Who, who do we got here, Ed? Jim N. N. Jim N. Jim N. I'm Jim N. <laughs> I want to gym in with you. Yeah. <laughs> We're gym I hope in? you like gym in too. <laughs> I gym in, I gym in, I gym in, I gym in. Uh, Claudius S. Yeah. Thank you, Claudius. Yeah. That's a regal name. Claudius. Yeah. Picture of uh, him taking a picture. That's really weird. I like seeing the badges. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I know that person. So when you talk about custom badges, is, would that be their badges? I think it's something that they're able to use. I think, and, and every time they post inside there, they can use that badge. Gotcha. I think that's what it is. Wow. Or at least it's the art that you give that level, Lifer Plus or Lifer or One Hit So one. We, can, we can, down the road, give people badges and then create even more badges so the people that are in those levels can get different badges? I think so. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. So Claudius S. Link of Verbal. All right. Uh, next up, we have John Mick. John Mick. <laughs> That's John Mick. Oh, John Mick. Yes. That's He's a, a stand-up citizen. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Um, I think you can say the full name for the next one. Yeah, I'm going to say the full name. And and you know what? It was a surprise. Yeah. And, you know. Um, a pleasant surprise. A pleasant surprise. The Paul McKevley. Yeah. Paul? Listen to that. Paul Bad Sergeant McKevley. Yeah. Give us your badge. Give us your gun and give us your patron money. Um, yeah. So Paul's with the uh, Best Coast Pairings. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah. Some, got something in the mix with that. Hopefully yeah. soon. Oh my god. And then um, he's in honey. Uh, Drew is the last one. Now, that's not. I was confusing Drew with Brent. With Brent. Yeah, I know. We talked so, about that. So I, I actually kept, called him Drew, and the thing he's like. That's funny. Who is this Drew, and why are you calling me Drew? Uh, I said, I don't know why we did this. 
I, I was there. You called him Drew, and yeah. I saw that his name was Brent. And I'm all like, hmm, must be a special <laughs> thing between them. You know what? It's because it's because he you, said, do you feel special, Brent. It's because he said like I'm I'm really because he was he's been in all the hangout. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of work done. Yeah. So it, it, and um and he's been hobbying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, here's the thing. And I think he's he getting said, his dollars worth is what he was saying. That's, I'm getting my dollars worth. And I and when I thought of I, when I remembered a dollar, I remembered Drew, yeah, somebody else. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jerry. To call you out, but. So yeah, so um, it kind of stuck. Yeah, it was it was miss. I mean, Brent Drew. It's I'm like the short Drew sounds you know, rhymes with okay. dollar. <laughs> Here's the deal, Brent Drew. It's a white dude. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, one of them has been to every hobby hangout and the other one hasn't. Yeah. Unfortunately, and, we called them the wrong name. No, Drew, come on in. Yeah. The water's fine. Yeah. Brent likes it. You'll like it. Maybe Brent and Drew can hash this out. <laughs> Form an alliance. For, they might end up being best friends. That's what we want. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so fundraiser. And that was the honor roll, the roll call of legends. Yeah. Uh, but who's the who's the head honor guardsman? Since the beginning now. Yeah. Since the beginning, the inception of the Patreon, mm-hmm. the top spot yeah. goes to should we say his whole name? We can give him yeah, if you want. Ricky Alvarez. Yeah, top patron. Uh which uh uh who's who's in Brazil? Ah. Maybe not now, but Get he going. was in Brazil. I think he is. So tell so you, you were in Brazil, Travis. Yeah, I spent some time there. So, um, I did some time. This, so, I want you to say in Portuguese, um, in Portuguese, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say, my feet hurt. Tenho doi de. I don't remember what feet are. <laughs> <laughs> my hands hurt. Pe- <laughs> no, because it's oh, my mounds. <laughs> so, do you have an accent? Oh, I mean, I, I spoke it much better when, when I'm down there. I mean, now now when I speak it, you know, anyone said, oh, it's a, it's American speaking Portuguese. So, but, do you uh, think you could go to Brazil now and you'd pick it back up pretty quickly? Yes, I think so. Because whenever I, like, watch a movie in Portuguese. Which I've never done. Or, or, or like, a TV show in Portuguese never. or something. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like they're finally speaking Spanish without marbles in their mouth. Because, um, uh, I, I, I mean, my Spanish is pretty good as well. Like, yes. I could watch Pan's Labyrinth without the subtitles. And, and why I'm do you good. know the Spanish? Uh, I lived in Puerto Rico. Uh, as well, before I lived in Puerto Brazil. Rico. And I also live in Southern California, which is Mexico. Yes. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm actually confused by people who live in Southern California and don't speak Spanish. Explain that to me, Blake. Por qué? Yeah. Por qué no hablas español? Pinche tu madre. Es más fácil sobrevivir en California si habla Un poquito de español. Chupa mi grande chorizo. I know enough. Okay. Why are you looking at me? Yeah, you should be looking at me. Uh, to teach you, so, to teach you some, uh, some Portuguese. Gostoso. Gostoso. That's what you say when you think someone's hot. <laughs> okay. You can say, gostoso mi cachinha. Gostoso mi cachinha. Uh, okay. Okay. Sir. 
Okay, well, uh, that was uh, that was Mubba Hitman. That was Portuguese, Portuguese corner <laughs> with Mubba <laughs> Blake. Blake's dying over here. All right. What's on this episode? Pays. Well, that's that's feet. Pays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we have an interview. We got an interview. With Pascal Rogan. From New Zealand. From New Zealand. Now. Ah, from New, New Zealand, you say? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Crikey is. That's okay. We'll take it. It's pretty close. Um, you like kiwis? Got lots of them here. Yeah. Shrimp on a Barbie? Yeah. No, we don't do that here. We got Lord of the Rings. Yeah. We got hobbits. That's now, right. The thing you know, is. We met somebody from New Zealand that didn't sound like. Really no. Good. What was his face? What was his name? His name. I know exactly. It's a, what, it's a white guy. A white dude. Yeah, white dude. We, he actually we, worked in the film industry. He works in the, yeah, and he knew a lot of people that worked on Mad Max. Yeah. He said basically everybody in the movie industry in New Zealand yeah. and Australia worked on Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I work for Wet Yeah. Wet Uh What was his name? He, we met him. We met him in Internet. I know. I feel like such a nice guy. Oh, we better cut this short because we're hitting up on an hour and a half. Yeah. And we don't want his. Uh, yeah, so, AAA is not going to be able to listen. Yeah, he's so, not. Yeah, we had a talk with uh, Pascal. We've had him on before. Yep. He's a, he's a musician. He's he's a uh, he's a heavy, a heavy 40K player. Blood Angels. Blood Angels. So it was exciting for me to hear all this shit about Blood Angels. Yeah. Um, but. I think I met this guy at LVO one year. Yeah, nice guy. Long, yeah. curly hair. Yeah. yeah. Seems like he should probably be doing a lot of drugs. He's he high on life, dude. He's high on life. He has, yeah. a, he has a kid. When you look that good, he has a kid that drugs. speaks. What do they speak? Japanese. Japanese. What a god. Okay, okay. Right. You need to listen. You need yeah. to listen to this show. Yeah. So episode. He does. Two, Travis does listen. Episode. Episode two. Yeah, I actually listen to the show. Two twenty. Episode two twenty. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the few. <laughs> the proud. The lifers. That's beautiful. Hey, buddy. You ready to play some forty k? Yep. I brought an old wallet, three CD cases, and a mic stand. What's the mic stand for? You know how you make your daughter hold up the unsupported section of the kitchen table? The mic stand can fill in for her when she has to use the bathroom. Oh, that's genius. She's getting super muscular from all that lifting. Yeah, she's looking like Stallone's double from over the top. No kidding. Last week, she hugged me, and I peed blood for three days. But we don't need the mic stand. So we're going to be using the wallet and CDs to level out the two folding tables? Nope. Uh, we're going to put the flimsy plywood over the coffee table. I hate that. I broke half my army when we leaned on it last time. No. Not the floor again. Follow me. Let me show you the future. Fermaterra's Alpha Table. Fermaterra's Alpha Table is a portable tabletop gaming innovation. A game space that moves with you. The Alpha Table is a full 6 foot by 4 foot gaming table that folds up into a 48 inch by 18 inch unit with handles. It can be slipped under your bed, fit into the trunk of your car, and hidden from ashamed loved ones. The creators of the Alpha Table wanted a solution that would cost less than your terrain, move along with your army and miniatures, and remain out of sight when not in use. Head over to Firmaterra.com to look at full specs, videos, and pictures. Firmaterra. Make war everywhere. Hey, is your daughter home from school yet? I have to rotate my tires and I don't have a floor jack. Mechanical War Horse. Mechanical War Horse specializes in affordable, quality gaming aids, like markers, tokens, templates, and game effects. It doesn't matter what game system or skill you're playing, 
Their products will take your gaming experience to the next level. Let's face it, makeshift gaming aids just don't cut it anymore. Mechanical Warhorse. Check out MechanicalWarhorse.com. Not only is the owner Carlos a great man, but he's a great lover. Once again, MechanicalWarhorse.com. Mechanical Warhorse. Ed, why do you have three boxes of the exact same squad? There's so many weapon options for this box, I gotta have extra models to glue the weapons on. What a pain in the... <laughs> It's the Magnet Baron! The Magnet Baron offers a carefully curated selection of powerful magnets for all of your miniature gaming and hobby needs. From discs to rings and countersunk rings, the Baron offers rare earth magnets and supplementary supplies at criminally low prices. But that's not all. Oh man, that's the fifth time this flying stand has snapped. It's permanently in hover mode. Blake, give up your dream of having a dynamic looking force. Just glue some wheels on it and call it a transport, dude. The Magnet Baron! Elevate your tabletop miniatures with the Baron's flying stands. Posable, collapsible, and unbreakable, these flying stand kits will have your models soaring again. Head over to themagnetbaron.com today and get connected. The Magnet Baron. <laughs> who's who's going to pay for these walls? Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. Uh, folks and peoples. Yeah, everything of all of all ages and everything in between. Yeah, uh, we are back and we have a special guest. Now, all the guests we have are special, but this one is more than just it's a special special. And uh, the special special, it's you're returning to the show. It's been a couple years since since you've been on Pascal, correct? Correct. I, I don't know when the last time it happened, but the last time it was in person. That's right. In Vegas. In Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we, we, I think we had you and your wife on. That's right. I wasn't yet a father. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. It was on the way. Yeah. So, How is yeah. fatherhood treating you? Well, first off, okay, well, who is this? This is, this is Pascal Rogan <laughs> uh, from, from Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, he's a musician. He's a 40K player. He's a great guy. He's from Auckland. He's from Auckland. Okay. That's interesting. Because uh, the flight that we took was the Air New Zealand flight to London, and then it went from London to Auckland. Yeah. 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 Uh, Auckland holds a special so the plane place. We, our... So the plane we went into went to your hometown. We didn't go. Right. <laughs> our plane's been there. Well, some of your skin made it. Yeah. Well, sure. I was going to say, yeah, skin, probably some farts. Uh, yeah, so the, those little bits of life have the conversation. Uh, a fart that lasted over the Pacific. I'm impressed. It's a beautiful thing. It's a very beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, uh, 40K guy, a musician, all around great guy. And as Ed says, a dad. Yeah. So dad. Tell, us, tell us about the daddy. Well, when a when a when a when a lady and a man love each other very much, mm. <laughs> they get married. Um, yeah, they get married. <laughs> apparently, no. Um, yeah, it's he's he's two and a half now, and he mainly speaks Japanese. Uh, he's very cute. Um, 
he's learning a bunch of English right now, um, and he knows how to say the name of every single car I think there is. <laughs> wow. Which is pretty cute. Alfa Romeo Competizione. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> it's kind of wild. So, because your wife's Japanese. She is. Now, do you understand Japanese? Uh, this. I understand a little bit of Japanese. So your kid knows more Japanese than you? Yes. Isn't that crazy? The, yeah. the kids become better versions of you, hopefully. It, that's the plan. <laughs> but apparently he's not going to want to pick up a, 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 a string instrument or, or a reed instrument. He wants to work on cars. Well, yeah, he does want to work on cars. He wants to be, he'd like to build cars and he wants to be a passenger. He's not too fond of being a driver right now, which I think is pretty, pretty, has a lot of foresight because when he's 18, you know, all the cars are going to be driverless probably, or, or it's the apocalypse, one or the other. <laughs> well, and, and if it's the apocalypse, you better know how to drive a stick shift. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because the, the automatic, when you got, when you got a, a, a frothing, band of gasoline raiders burning <laughs> behind you you don't need an automatic you're not gonna get away you can really pull away with a nice stick shift move well, so. well that that only happens in australia after the apocalypse everywhere else like new zealand's a lot nicer <laughs> so it's gonna be like you're gonna have like sheep raiders Ooh, that's interesting. Like, no, no, we'll we'll just become we'll just become farmers and you know be nice to each other and generally you know <laughs> just be lovely. Shit, I want to I want to move to New Zealand quick. Uh, but has there ever been a mutant sheep before, Ed? That you know of? They cloned a sheep. Like they did, did, yeah, Dolly. That's right. They did clone a but sheep. But like a, um, like a radioactive sheep. Like in a movie, a movie or a comic book. Was there's there a definitely been a movie. There's there's a there's a film called Black Sheep, if you want to laugh, and yeah, the sheep get a bit nasty in it, so you mm. can be scared of sheep if you go watch that film. Oh, they're so sweet though, those sheep. I'd hate to see them do horrible things to people. Yeah. So you, you're a dad now, yes. and um, how, how much is that cut into your to your hobby time? Uh, a, a fair amount, yeah. Um, but but really, the thing that really dug into my into my hobby was uh, music for the last two years. Um, two years ago, I had one free weekend, and last year I had two. So, wow. yeah, um, not a lot of free days. This this year is i've i've tried to make it so that there's a bit more spare time around because the last two years have been really freaking hectic well now uh now you you play in a number of bands i do um in, including with your wife uh a fan, yes a, 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 a hell of a, a flute player Flute and saxophone and piano and sometimes a singer she's yeah. a, she's what you call a virtuoso yeah, she's pretty great. She now, knows what she's done. <laughs> she's not listening to this show, so you can be honest and tell us the truth. She's a better musician than you, isn't she? <laughs> right. Uh, she knows how to play more instruments. She's a better classical player than me. Um, mm. I do improvisational stuff better, and she will definitely say that. She's my number one fan, so yeah. <laughs> oh. 
and she's the mother of your child. Oh, no. So yeah. that all works yeah. out pretty well. Pretty much. <coughs> so, <Yeah>. excuse me. <coughs> she's a hell of a lot better teacher than I am, though. <laughs> yeah, because when you're when you are a musician, for that's how you can make a living as well, right? Uh, well, teaching. Don't don't have to do teaching to make a living but um it's it's a if you want to stay part of the normal world it's uh it's usually something that's quite handy to have to keep you sane um, you know it's it's just regular you, you know it's just like more like a normal job which is which is pretty pretty lovely and you can deal with people that aren't just musicians but that's also one of the reasons why i love 40k because I can meet doctors and teachers and policemen and lawyers and students and everything you can imagine, and it's it's a it's a lovely change from only musicians. And I do love musicians, uh, but you know, getting an insight into the rest of the world is is a bit better. Now, I, from what I understand, uh, we saw you in Vegas a little bit ago, and um, during your time in Vegas. We heard you won an award or something like that. I I did, yeah. They the my band rang rang me up and it was twelve twelve thirty eight uh, in in the morning uh, in Vegas and they said that we'd won and I didn't think that we were going to win but we won the uh, New Zealand Grammy otherwise known as a Tui for the best uh, folk artists of the year which is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that band's been together for about two and a half years, and to, to pull that off on our, you know, with our sort of maiden album is uh, pretty spectacular. And uh, I did not get to sleep that night. Uh, what's, so, uh, what's the band's name? Uh, the band is called Albie and the Wolves. So Albie, because our lead singer has albinism, he is an albino, Ooh. and looks a little bit like Santa Claus. Um <laughs> And I'm 11 years older than him, and it does not look that way. <laughs> and uh, and the Wolves are um, the bassist, uh, Michael Young, and myself uh, on violin. So it's guitar, violin, uh, bass, and three vocals. And we do alt-folky stuff. Um, so we, yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of, we sort of blend genres in there, and we either get people up dancing on tables or, you know, get them to cry or whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's a good show. Yeah, yeah, and I think we wolves. did... I, I think we did 80, 80 shows last year as that band, so we, we, we play a lot. Well, now, so that's why I've seen a picture of you with an albino gentleman. Correct. That's the singer. <laughs> that is the singer. I, w I assumed um, it was some sort of, like, some band thing. I just didn't quite pay attention. I, you know, I didn't quite understand what was happening. But now it all comes together. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. He got offered... <laughs> He got offered to be like Santa Claus um, for like Christmas in the park all around New Zealand. Like he would have been the big Santa Claus in New Zealand at 24. <laughs> wow. That's a young age yep. to start playing Santa Claus. It is a young age, but he's got a big white beard. <laughs> so um, that's all you need. Now, what, what is, is it because he just, is the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the white hair that just really he makes him look older than he is oh yeah big time absolutely it's well yeah it's it's it is crazy um yeah you know he's got a white beard and it's 
usually beards are the last things to lose their color yeah. if at all it all starts and, with the balls you know, just having... all the ball hair start going <laughs> first right ed <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> ball hairs go gray first um <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> um, wow, that's uh, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll be checking, I guess. <laughs> Always keep an eye on it. This is Lighthouse of the Cover Save. Uh, we talk about gray ball hairs, it happens, health, men's health, yeah, and <laughs> issues and, we should and care you can about. Check, and you can check for, for you know, for testicular cancer. So, see, there you go. Yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's a proper message for, for people. It's, it's a health and safety concern. I mean, we're, we're doing a service, yeah, to, mm. to our fan, our listeners, the lifers out there. Um, now, you know what, uh, I was in Seattle earlier last year and <clears throat> my brother likes jazz. Now, I don't know about jazz. I don't get it completely. I mean, yeah, I like some saxophones and stuff like that and some of my music, but we went to this, I guess there's a big jazz festival in Seattle every year. And we went and saw a trio that was one of his favorite trios. And I think they're called the Bad Touch. Uh, now, what they did is they'll do these. It's just a trio. So it's a drummer, a piano player, and then a, an upright bass player. Which, that's not exactly uncommon in, in jazz, Pascal, right? Not particularly. Uh, yeah, it's that's definitely a, 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 a form of trio. It's, it's, it's nice. They're all... So the rhythm instruments, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Straighten up and fly right. He was the first guy that did it. Uh, I can't remember his name. Curses. Never mind. doesn't matter. But yeah, so that's you can definitely have that as a standard trip. Now, I didn't quite get it. There's a lot of white people there. Um, <laughs> a lot of older people there. But then there were some young folks there, which was, I was like, okay, this is weird. But they ended up playing like um, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Like oh, yeah. they did like a Nirvana cover. They did uh, 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 was it Cindy Lauper? They oh did, yeah. Um, uh, and then some of their other lost, stuff. You look and you will find me. Yes, time yeah. after time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it's called. Yeah. So yeah, I think you can actually go on and and, and you, you do the bad touch time after time. Everybody wants to rule the world. Either way, um, but when they did their original stuff or stuff, I don't fuck. I don't know if it's original. I don't know shit about jazz. But some of it gets <laughs> really groovy, and like, uh, uh, and I don't know. There's something weird. Like at one point, there there was like it seems like they all play by themselves and doing different stuff, and then they like then they swing back in together, and and then you know and then one of them will go off and do some shit out here, and then he'll get hooked back in, um, and a lot of times they'll do things. And they'll look at each other and they'll like laugh and giggle. And then some people in the audience, just a few of them, not like everybody, but there'll be a good chuckle or whatever. So, so there's, yeah. shit, there's shit happening. I'm, I'm, probably, what's happening? What's happening? Probably about 5% of the people that are chuckling actually know what's funny. And the rest are just pretending to be finding it funny. <laughs> um, so, so what is, is it? Are they, are they communicating with each other? Yeah, and I just don't oh, see completely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, they'll usually be, they'll usually throw in something they'll, they'll do normally when you have a little chuckle, it's, uh, because somebody puts in a little piece of another piece of music. Hmm. Um, you know, just, just, you know, you know, you put in, um, 
uh, like, uh, if you go down to the woods today, you're in for a big surprise. You know, even just a tiny little bit of that, they'll know it's, you know, um, it's that tune. It's, it's any kind of thing that if you can squeak in a piece of music into what you're playing that nobody was expecting, um, especially if it's like a nursery rhyme or something particular, <laughs> you'll usually get a chuckle out of people. Okay. Um, yeah, well, yeah, so it's, it's, it's usually just the little surprises because you can do solos and things where it's all just cut from whatever you feel like at the moment and that's how you're expressing yourself. But usually the chuckles come from when you put in other songs inside of stuff. Okay. Um, and it's a surprise because, you know, most songs follow a very similar um, sort of chord progression, sort of the same roadmap. And if you and sometimes you can think, oh, this would fit over that, and then you'd play it, and it's completely unexpected, so people have a laugh, and that's that's usually why they have giggles. Now, at one point, there was in uh, after I was talking to my brother, and I was like, like that that had to be on purpose, like that had to be on purpose, and he's like, yeah, I thought it was too. So at one point, there was a lull in one of the songs. And somebody dropped like an entire uh, platter of plates and glasses and silverware because they're eating rest. There's like a restaurant here too. Yeah. So the crash of that happened at like the most serendipitous time in the song. And uh, everybody had a giggle about it too. Like everybody thought that was funny, even the guys <laughs> on the stage. Uh, so that was, that was, but what I, I, I walked away understanding a little bit more but i was definitely impressed with these these jazz people man yeah yeah well it's, it's effectively you know you're having a conversation when you're when you're good enough between three people and it's in a bit of a strange language that some people can understand but i mean that's effectively what you're doing whereas you know if you've got classical musicians it's like they're reading a great story but if you can't have a conversation with them musically, usually all they can do is tell you the same great story or something else that somebody else has written down. Mm. Whereas jazz musicians will chat to each other musically. Um, and it's a, a whole different skill set basically to do that. But the, um, yes, yeah, I mean, sometimes things will happen, um, like the crashing <laughs> and the bands might make it work as well. Uh, but sometimes you just get lucky. Um, some, some. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's on purpose. Somebody dropping a whole pile of stuff. Yeah. But uh, when you when you play enough shows, stuff like that happens. So um, and, yeah. So exactly what what are you what is the so winning this New Zealand Grammy? Is, that is that going to turn into money or more shows? Or how does that work for you? So so. Pretty much, I mean, everything takes about a, a year to kicking in anyway, but um, just because that's how long ahead you normally need to book stuff. But what it means is that it's much easier for us to get into international festivals, um, and it's also easier for us to charge more money. Uh, it's also easier for us to get funding from uh, the music sort of section of New Zealand as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's just very handy. It also means more people will buy our album uh, as well, which is good. And just, you know, you just more people will pay attention. So, 
the classic exposure, I guess. But it's really good. <laughs> well, that's fantastic news. We're happy for you. Uh, I don't think I've ever met anybody that's won a Grammy before. Well, it's not called a Grammy. <laughs> it's called a Lemmy. It's, co- it's called a Tui. A Tui. A Tui. Which, which is which is a um. It's better than it's. It's not as good as a three. No, no. Um, a Tui. A Tui is a native New Zealand bird. Okay. Um, and they're very good at mimicking sounds. Well, regardless, so, uh, we don't know a lot of winners. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh but now now we do thanks, thanks we got thanks, one thanks to the work you've done <laughs> yeah. uh, but well that's fantastic i think people should uh check out uh, uh yeah, and the wolves yeah i remember walking around we were we were breaking down tables towards the end of lvo oh. and pascal's just in a daze wandering around you know he, his, yeah. t- his phone and some models are sitting on one table, and he's down the hall <laughs> chit-chatting with other people. And I was thinking to myself, someone's going to take his phone. But did you keep your phone, Pascal? I, I did. Okay. Um, LVO is full of lovely, lovely people. Good. So. Yeah. I don't know about that. I was, I was worried about it. <laughs> but I was like, I think that's Pascal's phone. So I walked by, and it was a brand I've never heard before or a carrier. Oh, a Huawei. Yeah, I was like, that is, that's not. It's called a Tui. It's called the Tui. <laughs> uh, you know, we did see you that last day. Well, first off, you came to Las Vegas. This is your second second time? Uh, fourth time. time. <laughs> fourth time? Yeah, fourth time. Fourth, fourth time. I guess you're right. Shit. Huh? It's been a lot of... Yeah. I don't know. You're right. We've 14, seen you every 15, time. 17 and 18. Yeah. Okay. We, okay. We There was one year, though, that we had to miss, right? Because of the baby... That's right. That was uh, sixteen. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so you you played in the championships. I did. Yeah. H- how did you finish up? What was your what was your your, your final run for the? Well, the final first run years? was was three wins, a draw, and two losses. That's not um, good enough, Pascal. It's not good enough. But I did. I did. Um, I'd only played the my list once before i came to the tournament and i was fairly rusty overall but i did learn a bunch of good stuff the two losses were versus eldar and um i didn't realize that if i just put my whole army on the second floor of this ruin his uh shining spears couldn't have charged me at all and then the next turn i would have just jumped out and pretty much ruined the rest of his army um he 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 was so surprised i had guys on the top floor that he thought i had some kind of deadly trick up my sleeve <laughs> um but that was a that was a fun game uh, i learned that and then the other loss was to an elder player who had just mountains of units um he had about like 20 28 drops or something uh, he seized on me turn one Ooh. And covered almost the entire board, so I had to deep strike all my stuff at the back, and it was just a slog trying to get up, and he just beat me on um, just beat me on points at the end. So twenty eight drops, yeah, uh, at least I think it was crazy. I've I, I thought I had quite a lot with nineteen drops, but uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I may as well say what my list sort of comprises of, I guess. Yeah, you know. I, want, I want to hear, because we saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw some things in it that I didn't think about. So, so And it's a new book, right? So there's a lot of yeah. excitement in the air. Uh, so what did you bring to Las Vegas? So I bought um, six plasma inceptors as a single unit. Nope. Uh, oh, as a single but- unit. As a single unit, yeah. There's there's some fun reasons as to why. <laughs> now there are there's uh, there's still two wounds apiece, like all the primaries. Yeah, yeah, two wounds, toughness five, uh, mm. fly move ten, two attacks each, of course, and when they charge on a six, uh, they cause a mortal wound. Oh. So it's it's like the hammer impact. of wrath impact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and their their two guns are eighteen inches of range, uh, D3 shots each, uh, plasma, so strength seven minus three damage one or overcharge strength eight, um, uh, damage two uh, minus three. Mm. So they can put out a lot of a lot of very nasty firepower, um, and of course they can deep strike because they're jump infantry. Yeah, and because they're and because they're infantry, they can run through um, ruins. Like it's nothing. They can make very good use of ruins. Um, so I bought six of those, uh, and then I bought five heavy bolter inceptors. Um, they're not heavy bolters, but they're effectively two heavy bolters with 18-inch range on them. So that's 30 strength five minus one AP shots. Now those are the quote-unquote tactical marine Primaris. No, no, the, no, the, no they're, they're the flying they're ones still. Oh shit! It's we're still okay. Oh the shit! I'm painting right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm on board. Thank you. Continue. So yeah, some no some worries. some daka daka guys. Absolutely, big big daka dakas. Um, and then I d- took two units of uh, scouts with close combat weapons, um, and then a unit of tacticals uh, because I didn't have another unit of scouts. Uh, I would have taken three units of scouts every day, um, <laughs> and. And a unit of 10 sanguinary guard, all armed with plasma pistols, six swords, two axes, and two fists. Uh, and so those guys are a two-plus armor save, uh, jump pack infantry, uh, uh, with swords that are effectively force weapons. So it's four yeah. swords, force axes, and, and, and power fists. Um, I kind of wish I hadn't put the axes on them, because the axes are 16 points. Um, and pretty much just worse than the sword or the fist, which are both 12 points. Although the fact that the swords and the axes are that many points compared to actual force weapons, which are 8 and 10 points, mm. is a little bit of a shame, but never mind. Um, and most of the time people think of Sanguinary Guard as just a close combat unit. But giving them all plasma pistols, uh, when they deep strike, they can certainly do a lot of damage um, shooting, which is quite nice. Especially if they possibly get locked up in combat and you need to jump away, and they'll, they'll still be useful. Because the, their other option is the Angelus uh, bolt oh, gun, which is 12-inch range, strength 4, AP minus 1, 2 shots. Um, it is okay, but it's 4 points for a plasma pistol over that is, is, is a big deal. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And then, then I've got the Sanguinor, who um, adds plus one attack to everyone within six inches. Uh, he's a 
good comic guy. The sanguinary priest with a jump pack and a power sword. He adds plus one strength to everyone within six inches mm. and can heal people. Um, that on a four plus, you can get back a, a guy from a unit, which is very nice on a plasma and scepter squad because those guys aren't cheap and bringing an extra one back every time I always had an opponent moan and cry <laughs> when I pull one back. Yeah. Um, uh, they can also heal D3 wounds um, and sanguinary priests hit on twos in combat, uh, which is quite nice. Um, and then I took the sanguinary ancient, which is uh, the standard bearer for the sanguinary guards. And there, that banner adds plus one to your morale lets you reroll ones for damage and combats and uh, i took the relic option for it which adds a five plus feel no pain for all models within six inches hmm. which you can imagine ups the staying power especially with a lot of two wound models yeah uh, big time if uh, so for instance i would very commonly deep strike onto a ruin so that the sanguinary guard would have a effectively one plus save and the uh and the inceptors uh, would have a two plus save because of the cover and then try and keep them all within six inches of the banner yeah uh so they're effectively immune to small arms fire and even the larger weapons have difficulty dealing with them um ooh, who else did oh i had a librarian with a jump pack and an infernus pistol and he usually took the relic jump pack, which means you ignore Overwatch when you charge, and you get to reroll your charges. And psychic wow. powers for him, I usually took the uh, plus one attack power for a unit uh, within, I think it's 12 inches, which is very nice on the Sanguinary Guard, or even on the Inceptors. Um, attack power, yeah. plus one attack power? Plus, plus one attack, yeah. Oh, plus one attack, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and and that's already power. stacking right now on, on with the Sanguinar. With the Sanguinar. So you could get um, either Inceptors or Sanguinary Guard with four attacks each, Oof. which is quite nasty, um, especially when you're wounding almost all basic troops on twos at that point because the Priest is around making them strength five, and when you charge as a Blood Angel or get charged, um, you get plus one to your um, to wound roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very likely that you'll be within range to reroll ones on your wounds in combat. So you can definitely take out a lot of a, a lot of little guys with that. Uh, and his other psychic power was almost always Wings of Sanguinius, which lets you move 12 inches in the psychic phase. Um, it also grants you a flat 12-inch move and the fly keyword until the next psychic phase, your next one. Um which is very nice on a librarian dreadnought, but um, yes. so he can so he could deep strike and then move twelve inches towards an opponent, um, and, and make the charge very easily. And of course, with the relic that he has, you can ignore Overwatch. Yeah. So so one of the standard things that you can do is you can drop everything down. He can. It's it's only warp charge five to cast. It's very easy to cast. Um, he can move up next to something with very nasty overwatch, like a super heavy tank or some tower, uh, and then just walk in, and then the unit that you want to assault, probably the Sanguinary Guard, you can spend two command points to have them charge 3d6 and add them together to get to combat. So you're very likely to get into combat without having to worry about overwatch. Now that, that 3d6, um, that's a stratagem 
That's, that's in strategy. the book. That's in the book, the yes. Codex. And it's it's very important. It only works for jump infantry, so sadly not for the Terminators. Um, but it is fantastic for all the other jump infantry uh, that you've got. Um, so, you know, Death Company, uh, Sanguinary Guard are the usual one. But sometimes you might want it just on a character. Um, like a captain with a jump pack and a thunder hammer, which is also something else I took. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And for one command point, you can make him a death company captain, which means he gets six plus fellow pain and plus one attack on the charge. And then you can use that stratagem also that allows you to move Move a death company keyword model. Yes, or or unit. Or unit. And so at the start of the game, you can... You could move that captain up twelve plus. You can you can uh, twelve plus d six, probably into some line of sight blocking terrain if there's a good place for it. And then the next turn he can just jump out and murder something because Blood Angels turns out are very good on the assaults. Um, for uh, another command points, you can get d three extra attacks um, on a character that's charging. Uh, so he could he, he could have eight attacks on the charge uh, with that, and that's and then if the Sanguinor is nearby, that could be nine. And, then... and if the librarian <laughs> and if the librarian wants to cast plus one attack on just him instead of another unit, you uh, could have ten. Um, oh, and then Jesus. you can give him a relic. Then you can give him a relic thunder hammer so that he hits on twos instead of threes. Nice. Um, <laughs> or or if he's your warlord. Um, instead of doing that, you could decide to give him, uh, make his thunder hammer plus one damage. So he could be doing four damage a hit on 10 attacks. Um, and of course, uh, being strength eight, uh, heal wounds and being a blood angel charging it, charging anything Mm -hmm. that's is toughness seven or less, he'll wound on twos. And if he happens to be near the priest's. Anything that's toughness eight or less, he'll be wounding on twos. Jesus. Um, uh, and so you could charge up with you know between eight and ten attacks, uh, wounding on twos, um, hitting on twos, re-rolling ones to hit. Um, if you're near a lieutenant, also to wound possibly as well. Uh, and murder almost anything. Um, and even if you don't. Uh, for instance, you're charging a. Uh, maybe you don't kill an Imperial Knight immediately, um, or you don't kill a Primarch. But uh, if you die um, for two more command points, you can attack again just before you die, which is something that all Space Marines get options to, but Blood Angels have a very efficient means of doing that because an extra eight to ten attacks. Um, wounding on twos probably uh, is going to probably finish off whatever you're trying to attack. So you know what, Ed? I think I think Pascal should just email me the list. Yes, and then then we could play some 40k. Okay, because <laughs> we could, you have to and buy then I could finally stuff. have fun. You buy some stuff. Yeah, what, then, we can't proxy this. I, <laughs> what are you saying? I can just proxy. And, and then I took a... <laughs> And, and then I took a lieutenant as well with a power sword and a jump pack, so that um, when my inceptors land with their heavy bolters and their and their um, and their plasma, and also my sanguinary guard with their plasma pistols, yeah. uh, just re-rolling ones is is very handy um, for all of that. You just want to be as efficient as you can. 
And then I have a little bit of special sauce uh, in the lists that aren't Blood Angels. Um, I took a Calexis Assassin okay. um, to try and deal with psychic powers um, because they are minus two to your opponent within 18 inches uh, yeah. to cast a power, but also to deny your powers. So having the Calexis near my librarian meant that effectively I could um, add two to my casting roll, well, to, to stop. Well, it basically meant that my opponent, if I rolled a seven to cast a power, my opponent would need to roll a ten to stop it because of the Calexis being nearby. Yeah. So it just meant, even though I only had two powers, I mean, it was much easier for me to get those two powers off. Um, and also, if the Calexis is in the front uh, or in, in front of the rest of your units uh, and somebody tries to smite you, they have to smite the Calexis, uh, which sure. won't work because it's in, he's, he's immune to it. So it's he's a fun little, a little distraction. Um, and then I took a company commander uh, for 34 points and I gave him a power wall. And he was there just basically to be an, an HQ for the little uh, detachments that I was taking to get the non-Blood Angel things. And he's quite fun. He can order himself to run. So in one turn, he can move 12 plus 2d6, which is great to go and capture little objectives. And uh, he can also order himself to attack in the shooting phase. And with a power mall, uh, he's not too bad at taking out small units of you know cultists or other little things like that. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a, a bully, bully, right? Yeah. Pretty much, um, and then and then in that same detachment, I took five acolytes. Um, so acolytes are inquisitorial henchmen. They're eight points each, and you can have a unit of one acolyte. And I took them for a couple of reasons. Um, one was uh, so that I could easily cover my whole backfield so that nobody could deep strike into my backfield um which is handy because you know you've got those nine inches you can't be within um, if you're deep striking near them Mm -hmm. uh and also it allowed me to deep strike the rest of my army uh because uh the reserves rules means that you need to have half your units on the table and eight points for an acolyte means that I can drop, you know, 400 points worth of a sanguinary guard unit down. Interesting. Um, so it meant that on the board, I could start with a tactical squad, two scouts, five acolytes and a company commander on the board and the rest of it in deep strike reserves. And in the, in the stuff that's coming down is absolute monster sauce. Yeah, it's it's very very nasty. Yeah, um, all of it. And it just means that it means that all the important good stuff can't be alpha struck. Interesting. You know, if somebody shoots an acolyte, you're like, well, I lost eight points there. Shame. <laughs> um, even if somebody wipes out everything that I have on the boards, the most that they could alpha strike is maybe two hundred points out of two thousand. So 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 LVOs are two thousand point. Yes, two thousand yeah, points. Okay, Jesus. Um, yeah. So that's that's the list. That's yeah, that's the list. So I think we do. We're gonna we're gonna cut a break, get some commercials, and have some things to say about that list. 
Hey, this is Big Nasty B from Life Ever the Cover Safe, and I'm at a mall talking to strangers about Table War. Table War develops some of the most innovative products for the miniature wargaming and hobby industry. And I develop pictures. That's great. They develop things like the Fat Matt. Who's Matt, and why is he so fat? Well, first off, Matt is not a person. The Fat Matt is a tabletop gaming surface, and with over 40 different designs, Table War's Fat Matt has become a community standard. I got a Surface Pro, it's like 10 inches. By the way, I mean my friend Simbon. Do you know what that is? No, but I do want to tell you about the Table War Tower case line. Oh man, towers are so huge. Well, it's not that kind of tower. It's the original modular, all-in-one display storage and transport system for all your tabletop miniatures. Wow, you're really smart. What's your relationship status? Well, it's complicated, but you know what isn't complicated? Chili dogs. This is true, but also the Macromat. Oh, geez, not that guy again. The Macromat is a one-of-a-kind innovative photography backdrop, perfect for collectibles, hobby miniatures, and small works of art. It's durability, portability, and functionality in one inexpensive product. I wasn't paying attention to what you just said, but do you validate parking? No, I do not, but if you want more information, Head over to TableWar.com and check them out. Table War! Hey guys, Big Nasty B here. I want to talk to you about all the great stuff that you can buy at Wargamer.com. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's Wargamma.com. Wargamma.com? Yeah. Mr. Danny does alternative and original resin sculpts for tabletop war games. Models, terrain, markers, and objectives. Even bases. Wait, 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 wait. I understand... What war is? It's a battle. I understand what gamma is. It's like gamma rays that made the Hulk the Incredible Hulk. But if you put them together, I don't get what they're talking about. Well, I'm not sure either. But if you go to wargamma.com, you can see just what I'm talking about. Hey, Robo. 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 You think Mr. Danny likes Jimmy Chagas as much as we do? Wargamma.com Yo, get off the computer. I need to check eBay. I got an auction ending soon. Wait, what are you doing on the computer? I'm just buying some minis online. Are you saving money? Nah, dude, saving clicks. Time is money, right? Hey, what the heck was that for? Dude, you gotta buy from Frontline Gaming. They offer savings on minis every single day and up to 25% off Games Workshop stuff. Whoa, that's better than saving clicks. With all that savings, I can take a few days off of work so I can paint these minis. Ow! You gotta stop that, it hurts. You know what hurts? Spending three weeks base coning models. Save yourself some pain and get them painted by Frontline Gaming's painting studio. You know what, you've got all the answers. That's why I'm glad you're my best friend. I don't know what I'd do without you. I could never hurt you. What are you looking up on eBay? I'm uh, selling a bunch of old models. Don't really use them anymore. Why aren't you going through Frontline Gaming's secondhand store? You can get money or store credit. I think you broke my nose. I don't like your tone, mister. So I'm just going to say this. Head over to FrontlineGaming.org for more details. Now, yeah, we're back. Woo! Some good commercials. Paid some bills. Fantastic. Love right. your commercials. <laughs> Most people do. Yeah. 
not gonna lie. <laughs> Haven't had a complaint yet. So that list, first off, it it okay. Ugh, how do I how do I say this? I couldn't. It. God, it sounds really. It sounds really really gross. Yeah. Like it's it's. it's I don't know how you went three, one, and two. Yeah. But then again, well, I'm sure those other armies that you're playing against are those lists too. are just as gross. Yeah. yeah. So you know. So so the, what happened for my my draw was I failed to kill Mortarian through shooting turn one because he made. At one point, out of 19 Feel No Pains, he made 11 of them. Mm. Wow. And he only needed to fail one to for me to have killed him. Hmm. He was literally down to one wound. And I'd done... And what's his Feel No Pain roll? Five plus. It's oh. a really good roll. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I probably made him make about maybe 30 Feel No Pain rolls. <laughs> And you're, and, you're um, shooting him with the plasma. You're shooting him with your the with the heavy bolter ones. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I had overcharged plasma pistols, overcharged um, plasma inceptors, uh, heavy bolters, crack grenades, bloody everything. Um, I had it, and I ended up having to. I ended up having to charge him to make sure that he died, uh, which was a shame because it meant that his. Uh, 30 man unit of uh, plague bearers could charge my sanguinary guard. Oh. Um, it was fine. I'd, I'd actually leave it the game. I, I was still in a good spot during the game and I'd leave it it so that in the last turn, if I'd rolled a five or more on two dice added together, or if I'd rolled a five plus on a single dice, or if he'd failed two any, any of two five pluses he needed to make, I would have won the game. Yeah. But none of that happened. <laughs> it's a dice so game, man. You know, it is a dice game. You can set yourself up to be as in, in as good a spot as possible. But that was definitely a game where the dice were not friendly. Yeah. Um, but he ended up because of that draw. He ended up winning uh, third place in the Renaissance Man. So it was a very mm. pretty army that I was against. Um, he was from uh, Rage Quick Table Flip. So whoa, whoa, lovely whoa. fella. Was it the blonde guy? Or, it was the guy with the guy with the um cuz those are local hair. they're local to us yeah um cuz there's um he's, he's he's the guy with the super good I actually played two two of those guys during my LVO tourney well one of the guys lovely. one of the guys is more of a they're both they're the two that I'm thinking of are both tall tall thick men not overweight yes. but no, built but, and one of yes. them is 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 a lighter skinned, goofier looking, and the other is more swarthy. More, looks more like I think Ed the lighter coloration. Skinned, light, lighter skinned, goofy guy, will be it. Yeah, I can't, Ryan. Yes. There we go. Yes, Ryan. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Ryan. Who is he? <laughs> the, he he he's he plays. From, he's Pasadena. Oh, okay. He's their Pasadena guys, and they their rage flit. Rage flip, hmm. rage, 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 rage clip, rage clip, <laughs> rage clip, uh, rage flip, t- 
Rage, Rage quit. quit. Table flip. <laughs> uh, a lot of them also associate with the San Diego crews too. Okay. Uh, nice guys. Nice guys. Great nice guys. guys. Yeah, lovely. Best guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, so that was that was my draw. And against the first Eldar player, if I'd just known my rules a little bit better, I would have walked all over him. You were uh, rusty. You were rusty with this list. I was, and it was my first time also playing in the with the fantastic terrain at LVO. Yeah, it's amazing series. to have that amount of good terrain to play with. It really gave a lot of options. What was your because favorite if, setup? Your your they have the quote unquote uh, uh, what was it? Uh, they have basically fake names for all the stuff. Yeah, there's an orc like <laughs> an orc like. Yeah. Then set. there's the yeah. Tau ish. Yeah. Then there's the <laughs> Necron ish. Like they they it's looking really good. They have like an industrial one with a grabby claw. Yeah, that's the yeah. Imp- they look they look really good. Those those yeah. The frontline boys are fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. Them. It's it's it's, really it's, it's it's one of the it's one of the favorite parts of going to LVO is knowing <laughs> that there's going to be amazing terrain there. Yeah, um, well, they're getting rid of all their build. old stuff too. It's sold. <laughs> yeah, it's sold. It's sold out in like they had all the boxes because we were doing yeah. we were packing up stuff and we were separating a bunch of crates of the older stuff and it sold out in like two hours. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So that means next year's LVO. It's all going to be. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty More fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. it's crazy. Um, and then yeah, and then uh, just tactically, I never, I never faced against an army, which is my other loss to Eldar, um, where they could just cover the entire board turn turn one. Yeah. Except from within sort of nine inches of the back of my board, just about. Um, so I was put out of position quite quite badly because of that, um, and also he seized, which wasn't fun. But it was great because it taught me that really I could have quite easily taken his first round of shooting. It wasn't that nasty, and I could have just pushed forward with my stuff in a much better place um, <coughs> as 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 a functional unit with all its buffs together. Um, so that was yeah, it was fantastic. I just it was just too hard to kill enough stuff. Um, I wasn't in a good enough position for that, but it was fantastic. It, it taught me a lot um, about what to do. And learning, and then, learning's key. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, and uh, and then the next the next day on the I played the RTT, and there were five Blood Angels players in my RTT. Really? And, and that's um, when they go in pods. They do little. They fire off a bunch yeah. of different pods of of uh, three rounds single elimination. That's right. How far and, did you um, get? I, I won. Oh. Um, I the first I played against a Blood Angel player first, and he made a poor decision about plonking down his death company, uh, and I shot it to death before it could do anything, and then I sort of waltzed through the rest of his army. Um, it was a quick game. It was nice. Lovely to meet him. Um, and then the next game was against a very optimized Blood Angel list as well. Two units of death company. A part, this sort of the standard add-on of Imperial Guard with Imperial Guard Warlords so that every time you spend a command point, there you can you get know. it back on a 5+. Plus, and if your opponent does, you also can get a chance to get his points off as well. Yeah. Um, and I managed to get a lot of my little tricks out for that. Like, for instance, um, he deep-struck his death company near my Plasma Inceptors. And I spent two command points to um, to use the auspex, which means that at the end of their movement phase, you can shoot that unit 
with minus one to hit. Hmm. So it meant that I got a, about 24 shots off against his death company when they arrived. And, and because I'd staggered my inceptors, he'd also placed a bunch of his characters down. I overcharged with three of my inceptors to kill them. Um, so that it would make his charge impossible for his characters yeah. to kill your own. Guys. Um, yeah, yeah, essentially, so, yeah, because wow. they're yeah, coming down yeah. to they're coming yeah. down so, to demolish you. That's smart. To, 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 so, so, so that they couldn't get a charge off at me or my other things, and so losing three inceptors was better than losing all six. Yeah, and um, so I, I would lose the three inceptors at the front, stopping him from being able to charge me with his guys. Also, strength eight. Um, and two damage is better against the death company because they do have a feel no pain yeah. and just being able to roll twos to, to wound is fantastic um, and so he managed to end he ended up charging with his lone remaining death company after that <laughs> that was all he had left and his other characters couldn't charge wow so that was fantastic that was i was very happy about that which is also one of the other reasons why having a six man unit of inceptors is very nasty because when you or specs you can shoot with the whole squad yeah and if you want to you know you can add plus one attack to the whole squad and near the sanguinar you can get about 25 26 attacks out of those guys yeah that by the way with the sanguinar that's plus Mm. one attack yeah that's that's for for close combat Yes, indeed. Okay, it'll be interesting. Um, well, no, keep moving on. We're not going to go down that so, road. So right yeah, now. so 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 that was, and and then I played against um, an Imperial Guard player at the end, and he had a um, Stormlord that was uh, in outflank. Um, so I didn't know where it was going to come out, and it was it was a very cat and mousey game. I landed all my guys on the bottom floor of ruins, so. If he bought his tank on, he couldn't see them, hmm. because in, in LBO, all the lowest floors are line of sight blocking. That's just the rule they have there. Um, for all you listeners who don't know that, um, so uh, he also had. A, and so what I did was I, I, I landed them in the ruins, and then if I, after that, I jumped out. So for instance, um, one of the tricks when you have close a close combat army is to capture models so you can charge and only attack with one model and then use your um use your uh pile in conso- your consolidate to consolidate in and effectively trap their models so that they can't flee from combat and then they can't shoot you but the whole army can't because they're stuck um and so 10-man units of Imperial Guard are quite good for that, but the perfect unit for that um, has got to be the um, Armoured Sentinel because it's mm. just a single vehicle. You can jump. So what I did, I jumped my Sanguinary Guard out towards one of the um, Sentinels and only attacked with one guard uh, and then surrounded him. And then in his turn, I chopped it to pieces and then I could jump to another to 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 two 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 tanks that were against the back of the board and I could stay there and I was basically just making sure that I was safe every round while slowly pulling apart his army because he also had a lot of scions in his army which can land and just nuke 
units as well. They're very, very good at doing that with Melter and Plasma and Hotshot Blaze Guns and, yeah. um, and also his super heavy tank. Uh, rather good at killing off my guys. So, um, yeah, that was, that was also a fantastic game. And uh, he also, um, this is the, just a little bit of rules minutiae, which, are, which is quite important, and from that game. So when you're shooting, imagine you've got a unit of four guys, and two of them are in line of sight of your unit, and two of them are, say, on the other side of a wall and are out of line of sight. Um, the rules for shooting are on a per model basis. Most people just use fast dice because most of the time it doesn't matter. So you just roll for the whole unit. Hmm. But in actual facts, in the rules, you do it a model by model. And so you have to check each model as you go along to see if they can see whatever's in the line of sight. Uh, so you could kill those two guys. Say, say you just had guys, uh, I don't know, like belt guns. Uh, each model would fire one melt gun until they killed whatever, and then all of a sudden there were two guys that they couldn't see anymore. Yeah. The crazy thing is, though, if you have a gun that fires multiple shots, like, say, a, a twin assault cannon with 12 shots, and you see one guy that's out of line of sight, but 11 guys... Sorry, one guy that is in line of sight, but 11 guys that aren't, like, behind a wall, you could kill all of them with that weird. one gun yeah weird but it's it's an important thing to remember so if you do have if you do have a gun with a lot of shots you can kill people that are out of line of sight as long as you can see at least one model yeah anyway well, it makes sense though because it, it, I, I i can see why i can see why i can see it i can see it just mm. but interesting i hadn't thought about that yeah um, and, and the thing is with 8th is that the rules are so simple it's sometimes a little too easy to think that you've got it all um, and you know maybe not pay as much attention as you might have in previous editions because it is very simple and it is very nice and there's very few rules disputes yeah. in it I didn't have I didn't have anything major at all during the whole 9 games I played at LVO it was all generally very sweet now I will say this, Pascal, is I was watching you during that game where you had the the IG player, and you looked like you were zombified. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that was that was exciting. Right. He <laughs> yeah. looked, having you flown from having flown from New Zealand, and then gone from about ninety percent humidity to probably five to ten percent, um, and air conditioning. Um, and you know, jet lag, uh, it was, yeah, I, um, it, it does grind you out a little bit <laughs> and, and you're up drinking. You yeah. got a toonie. Yeah. You got a toonie or was that to me? Was that the night before? Was it that night? But I don't, but I don't, I don't drink alcohol. If I drank alcohol, I would have been entirely incapable of doing anything. Well, regardless you stayed up really late. I, yeah, I got no sleep. I got no sleep that night either. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you look like a real mess. So I wasn't, I, I wasn't, we weren't sure if you were like having a good time, right? We were yeah. like, is he, is he enjoying himself? Yeah. But, oh, and no, then the I, judges I was, came was, over. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. But apparently it was fine. No, I had a, I had a fabulous time. It was, it was really great. And um, you're thinking, you're really thinking too, right? Because from what it sounds like with this game, 
you had to be very careful on how you're moving your guys uh, to keep oh, from yeah. getting pitted down and and there's a lot of threats and um, oh, so, yeah, absolutely. yeah completely. It's yeah, it's it was one one made you know if I if I made a mistake, he'd jump on me and wreck me. Um, so I had I had to be careful and. You know, if I wasn't so tired, I wouldn't have had to spend quite so long thinking about stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, especially when you can win win your RTT when it's the last game. You know, you may as well make sure it's going to be. You know, you, you don't want to do a disservice, get I those, guess, to, to yourself points. or your opponent. So get those points. So yeah, here's the question. Um, one of the things when you're coming on, we are going to talk about the Blood Angels book, but funny enough. The list that you brought had so many elements, and as you were talking through it, so many elements that I already had questions about, and how it would work, and the different stratagems. So, in a weird way, you answered a lot of the the, the questions I was having about the book. So that's fantastic, because mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it's like you were you you knew, like we were like having jazz communication somehow. Through Facebook Messenger, <laughs> yeah, and you just knew that this is what you got to do. Yeah, um, you heard the beat Blake was yeah. playing, and you, you know, yeah, you just got behind uh, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's wonderful. Um, and one question here is: It seems like you were using a lot of elements of the new stuff, quote unquote, the new stuff: ancients, lieutenants, interceptors. Um, were were the other yeah. were the other um, Blood Angel players that you saw were they doing uh, that as well? Because I'm hearing Death Company and stuff. There's so it seems of, like you were doing of, something different, maybe. Yeah, well, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of them like Death Company, and the the issue I I have with Death Company is that um, they pretty much just die like Marines. Uh, and uh, killing the target that you're charging with them is never <coughs> really an issue. They, they will <coughs> pretty much kill anything that they charge. Um, but um, the, the the problem they have is that even if you're trying to be clever with them and um, wrap around opponents so that they can't be shot, because they're only one wound with a 3-plus save, and sure, they've got a 6-plus feel, no pain... It's so, not enough one to wound. one wound. It's not kind of enough to just not care about. Like basically, if your opponent charges your death company, even with just a, a reasonable assault unit, it's it's going to really hurt them. Um, you, it's going to take a lot of the, the, the sting out of the death company's tail. So yeah. you, you're you're in this problem where well, I will need to kill this unit, but also I, I'd like it if they could kill something else because usually you have to get through some kind of screen anyway yeah. and they're great at killing screens and that's fine but they're usually a lot more expensive than those screens are exactly um and whereas sanguinary guard having a two plus save uh two wounds each and the, the distinct possibility of having a five plus feel no pain means that when they do hug a unit if, if they can hold it being charged by anything other than a you know, a very specific combat unit. Um, they're just going to laugh it off, yeah, uh, and 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 make a mess of whatever they're in combat with. Nobody, nobody really wants to get into combat with them because they'll survive. Um, whereas Death Company, even if you're charging them with 
you know, a unit of 10 tactical Marines, you're probably going to kill quite a few yeah. death company. And when they're on one um, wound to pop, yeah, their staying power will start to diminish quickly. Pr- pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they're, they're useful and they're cheap, but I, I like sanguinary guard more. Um, well, they have, they have nipples on their armor. <laughs> they wings. do. They have very shiny, beautiful nipples. <laughs> Um, yeah, amongst death. other things, um, so so yeah, death, death, but death company can definitely be used. Uh, they're just sort of in a different, slightly different mold. So that you, you, you're throwing them away, basically. You're going to attack, tri- attack something, and then they'll be dead after that, probably. Yeah. Um, so you can use them. It just you got to keep that in mind. They're not this. They're not like a unit of Thunderwolves with storm shields or that sort of stuff. They're, they're not tough um and so you you, you've got problems like do i arm them up well with swords and hammers you know to make sure i kill things or am i just going to keep them small with chainsaws and bolters to to take out screens and just be annoying um so yeah so so death company i mean they've got uses they're they're fine it's just especially in my list they didn't they weren't quite there for that um uh well, I, I mean, the, what, the, the wonderful. Oh, go sorry, ahead. The, 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 the one, wonderful. Uh, the wonderful thing with the with the Blood Angels chapter tactics, the plus one to wound if you're charged, charged or um, doing a heroic intervention, means that even your shooting units become more well rounded. Because hmm. most people think of them as just oh, that's so great for combat, but if you're taking um, intercessors, mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. Primaris guys. Um, you know, if if they charge a unit of guardsmen, they're wounding on twos, um, yeah. which is really nice. And they've got a decent amount of attacks. And, you know, two wounds each, they can be kind of annoying and tough. And there's a lot of means of getting extra attacks for units in the codex. Yeah. Like the psychic power that adds plus well, one to you. Like, if you have a unit of 10 intercessors and you cast that power on them, you've got 31 attacks. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. Which is... You know, and you know you're going to be winning on twos or threes with that, and that's without any other buffs. And it's just so easy to stack buffs. Like the Sanguinor could be nearby. You could have 41 attacks yeah, from ten intercessors. Um, and if you're near a priest, it will strength five. So a I lot, mean, there's a lot of layers. You have a lot of these yeah. layers that can overlap on a lot of different units who do things differently. Like the Sanguinary Guard are very different from the Intercessors, but however, uh, they're all equally devastating, especially when they have these uh, the layers from the other characters on Absolutely, top of it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's you can it's yeah, blood. Very good, definitely for killing screens with, with almost any unit. something weird we got some weird feedbacks um on the skype and all that kind of stuff and we didn't want to continue you know for you to say goodbye you have to be able to say goodbye yeah in perfectly clear audio yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah but essentially um i enjoy this because you're doing things with the book that i wasn't sure about how the new stuff fits in and um I, I know there's well, quite a few Blood Angel players that listen that are going to be happy to hear the things you got that you've told us today. Yeah, it's um yeah there's 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 lots of lovely stuff. I think 
Inceptors are probably for oh this is the other thing very important within any of the jump back units but inceptors definitely um there's a wonderful stratagem upon wings of fire which is one command points and you can effectively deep strike a unit that's already on the board somewhere else yes so you know if, if you need your inceptors to go shoot a unit across the other side of the board Fantastic. you can just spend the points travel over there and shoot them. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds your your list reminds me of when I was playing with the old flying circus because everything's in jump packs just about, and everything can drop and hit pretty hard. Uh, hmm. But this is like fifth edition, yeah, fifth edition uh, yeah. Blood Angels. But so I, yeah. I appreciate the spirit and the philosophy of the list that you got. But unfortunately, I don't I don't know if I want to spend the money on inter, inter, interceptors. In in interceptors. Thanks, you, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Well, the intercept. The inter. Yeah. But, but, no. Well, well, but, you don't. You don't need to get. I mean, I, I do like interceptors, but you could take um, uh, veterans with jump packs. Okay. Well, I got some angles. Um, uh, so you know, you can get a unit of ten of those guys. Give them all a plasma gun each. Which is what I was using back then. I was using that yeah. as, a, as, as a drop and, and, and blow stuff away. Um, but, but now you can shoot something and charge something else on yes. 3D6 as well, which it's is very handy. Yeah. Well, Pascal, we want to first thank you for coming on and talking with us Yeah. in, 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 uh, in humid Auckland, New Zealand. <laughs> uh, oh, we yes. want to congratulate you on the Tui. the the Tui. and um i'm looking forward to uh seeing what i can find cuz i saw some on youtube about uh, albie and the wolves so i'm listen to that and um congratulations on being a dad who has a kid that you can't even communicate very well with cuz <laughs> he speaks japanese <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse it's <laughs> But uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on and talking with us. I know there's quite a few Blood Angel people that will be happy to be listening to this stuff. Uh, I know I'm one of them. Yeah, he's going to listen to it again, take notes, I'm, build a I'm, list. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to. Yeah. And then maybe you should just IM me your list so I can... Start buying. Start, start buying some <laughs> stuff and winning some games. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta you got to pick your stuff that you love. No, it's, just, you know... I, lo- I love to win, so I'm picking picking that. I think any of those uh, in ancestors, incept <laughs> inceptors will be fine. Yeah. Well, um, where if people want to find out more about any of your bands, the music, whatnot, where yeah. can where can they go to uh, to to see so you on the internet? Um, there's um, my website, which is interestingly out of date, but should still work. Um, which is pascalrocken.com p-a-s-c-a-l-r-o-g-g-e-n.com uh, you can also check out albiandthewolves.com which is a-l-b-i-and-the-wolves.com you can check out Miho's Jazz Orchestra which is my wife's uh, project which is um, M-I-H-O for Miho uh, Jazz Orchestra and um, also you can check out shezraja.com s-h-e-z R-A-J-A uh, dot com and he's the Indo Jazz Funk Fusion guy slash band that I play with in England. Okay. Nice. 
Well, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot to listen to, fellas. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> non, non-identifying peoples. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. And we'll uh, cl- close, it, close it in. Go ahead. Thanks. Oh. Thanks very much for having me. It's it's always fantastic chatting with you guys. And hopefully we'll we'll see you again next next year in Las Vegas. Yes, with um with my wife and my son. Oh yeah. Can't wait. Oh man. It's <laughs> gonna be awesome. <laughs> Alright, so in the immortal words of Moose Jaw Jackson. Life is always sweeter after the cover save. And now the time has gone away. Thank you. You better listen up this day Cause Blake and Ned are talking 40k